Welcome to Tool Talk, the weekly podcast for Toolaholics, where all your DIY, home improvement, automotive, and tool-related questions are answered, and your need, physical need to talk tools is completely served. And now, the host of Tool Talk, Chuck Cage and Sean O'Hara from Toolmonger.com, the web's first tool blog. I'm Chuck. I'm Sean. And welcome to Tool Talk, podcast number 50. Today is Monday, January 12th, 2009. If you'd like to give us a call, you can call us at 866-718-9403. That is 866-718-9403. Or you can email us at ckage or s-o-h-a-r-a S-O-H-A-R-A at toolmonger.com. It's one of those days, I'm telling you. It is. It is. It it's is. Monday. Yes, it is. It's... Uh... It's it, you know, here in here in uh, the south, where, or actually Texas, uh, yeah, North Texas, where Dallas we were, area, and uh, this weekend was so nice, oh, yeah, to be out in the shop and doing stuff, and, and you're not kidding, and it was great, and and it's the middle of January here. It's really not fair. We can't complain, can we? I mean, we want to because it's Monday and we're in the damn office yeah, instead of the shop. Which that's really sucks. Kind of the the thing that's getting us down. We're like. There's there's the up north is under like piles of snow. We're here. It's not sixty <laughs> degrees and we're sixty degrees and we're not in the shop, you know. Note so, to everyone who is like really into being in the shop, do not start a blogging business because it will take you out of the shop. Drastically <laughs> cut down on your shop time. It's bad. You might think not. It will. Just trust I mean, me on there that. Are, there are good things too, but holy crap. Yeah. Uh, you know, I would like to be in the shop today. The last time I was not in the shop without a camera, I can't. E- I can't even. <laughs> I can't remember a time like that. It's it, it's like great. Um, it's time for the top five. The top five. Yeah, let's see here. Still waiting on my uh, email or voice my voicemail. Your voicemail. My voicemail uh, for someone requesting new top five music. Ah, okay, all right. Well, uh, if uh, if the dizzy chicken music is is <laughs> is what you had, maybe they like that. It's could be. It, it could be very. Uh, let's see here. Without further ado, the uh, number five on the top five, uh, the magnetic gluing jig. Did you see this? I did not. Uh, basically what this is, if you're gluing small projects together and everything, you know that you need six hands, uh, right? Of course. 10, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just one like more than you have you and five small children because their <laughs> fingers are small, you know, uh, Very patient, so, yes. small children, patient, you know, which don't exist. Yeah. So. so what this is, is basically a metal tray, uh, with some edges around it. And, oh, uh, so you can you, just put make you your, put own your jig. stuff down in there, and yeah, and you get magnets to make your own jig, and nice. you can put stuff together, and you don't have to employ half the neighborhood children oh, to help cool. you hold stuff. That's a great idea. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Now, other people have suggested different uh, different rigs and different, but the idea is pretty sound. Whether you get something like this or a bigger one, smaller one, one with different jig type magnets or, or something like that, it's actually a real good idea if you're dealing with small little parts. Oh yeah. Uh, like I, I do, uh, you know, fine scale modeling and this looks like Would a be handy great as hell, freaking yeah. idea, you know, uh, cause you always say, Hey, come here, hold this. Yeah. I'm going to put some, glue. <laughs> all right, now don't move your fingers or I'll have some glue them to the, you know, whatever. Thanks. So yeah, that's not cool. So this looks like it did kind of help out for that. So, nice. Uh, it was pretty good. Pretty inexpensive too. It's not, not too bad. 
the next one is Ben's fault, and I, I blame Ben for this. Um, <laughs> number four. Number four is going to cost me money. Uh, this is simple storage space for the attic. And, uh, oh, damn. I don't know if you saw this or not, but this is plastic <laughs> plates, like heavy-duty plastic plates that you screwed, not nail, screwed down onto the joists and the studs and everything between your attic over the insulation and over the wiring, and you can have wiring running on top and everything, and it has these runners in between them where you can get to the wires and then pull these things off. It takes a couple screws, take them on and off. So you always have access to your floor. You don't, if uh, you're in a moisture-rich place, uh, where humidity is bad, you don't have to worry about covering all the joists in the insulation, so you get water and dampness. Yeah, badness. you're not going to poke holes in your ceiling, and you're not going to poke holes in your ceiling. Yet you can load your attic up, or and make like little walkways and make some storage you space. You sort of need that, don't you? Yes, yes, I do. In fact, <laughs> Sean got a call <laughs> this week about the. Uh, uh, Parental storage unit. Yes. Uh, the parental storage unit is apparently f- bursting full, quite literally. And, Damn uh, it, Sean. <laughs> Your crap is pushing out the light fixtures. It's cracking my ceiling. You get this crap out of here or I'm going to eBay it. So that or was I'll sell uh, it back to you. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, at non at retail, you know, so uh, <laughs> this was not a good reminder. So I'm going to need this soon. <laughs> so uh, thank you and curse you, Ben, uh, for, for writing <laughs> this one up. This is actually pretty cool. That They're is. pretty cheap. Uh, the panels are, are probably uh, a little over uh, one foot square. Um, but, you know, it's sort of like one foot on this way. And then depending on you can get uh, the what size your your studs are you know oh, 12 right. okay. 16 14 you know whatever your stud length are no it's not very expensive at all they're like a buck or two a piece and they're fine so a couple hundred bucks and you could have a big old area floored attic you nice. know basically nice. uh which is a problem for most modern attics it's because you, you need know, in a hurry man i need that stuff in fast so uh <laughs> yeah we're gonna be doing that so that was number four uh number three uh was arguably the most interesting uh, of the top five, which was the uh, preview on the HK-1 hydrokinetically adjustable wrench. Oh, yeah, right. And uh, if if you've never seen it or didn't see the post, what, basically what this thing is is an, an adjustable wrench that has uh, some fluid, two pist- a piston on either end, and a valve in the middle. Hmm. And what you do is the valve is openable and closable, of course, and they've got basically for all intents and purposes, hydraulic fluid in there. Okay. Uh, in the in the wrench, and it's kind of sealed in there. And you push a piston to uh, on one end. There's a piston on either end that makes the the box wrench adjustable. Close. Yeah, close. So you push the piston on one end oh, when the I valve's see. open, and it closes on the other. So you can adjust your size, right? I see. I and see. then you close. So around. theoretically, you would slip it over something push the thing until <clears throat> until it just seats firmly and then turn the valve to lock it in to lock it in and the and the fluid is not compressible at least to any theoretically right theoret- well not compressible by something you're going to be doing to it true uh well not compressible so, right you know and uh uh so excuse me yeah so you're you know you close it and now you got yourself a sweet adjustable wrench that'll adjust to almost any size uh so it, it's actually a fascinating idea as far as uh you know the the whole adjustable in one box end is a little bit bigger than the other so you got kind of some uh adjustable sizeness going on there and it's it's actually a pretty sweet idea 
Um, I it sounds have, like one of those things that's awfully complex and could very easily have issues in execution. Well, and and I have not had my hands on one, so I don't have firsthand experience, but I've heard uh, good and bad uh, about it. Uh, some people have been perfectly happy. Uh, some people say that the valve is very hard to close or very mm, hard to open right. or close, and, and it's a little hard to move the piston back and forth and uh, some of that. So, And, and truthfully, if I was going to have problems, I can see having those types of problems. Right. Uh, if it was something like, oh, it just, you know, it slipped, and if you get it reasonably close, it doesn't really look like it'll slip. Now, the valve may slip. That's that's the part that worries me a little bit. You know that the valve is just basically a, a turn valve, and you, you know it's either open or closed, but slightly open. Is it a gate or a ball or something? You know, I don't know, which is why I I'd, see what you're saying though. Any fluid leakage in that valve system, and you just slipped. Yeah, and it's bad, and it's bad. Right, you know, one way or the other. So either you're stripping the nut, or you know, or bolt, or whatever fastener. It's bad, or yeah, it's just yeah. it's just not good. So. Um, but I've heard some people say, yeah, I use it all the time, and it's no problem. It's uh, around 30 bucks, which is kind of... Oh, that's not bad. So it's worth... I mean, it's in the range that you could try it out. Right. It's not like it's not a $150 adjustable right, right, wrench, right. which is ridiculous. And it's not the $5 right. Harbor Freight stuff either. It's it's in the range where if you really wanted to try this out and wanted to make it work... Give it a or, shot. Yeah. Right. You could give it a shot. So It's a cool idea. Yeah. Uh, probably, if unless I miss my guess, what you'll see is... Uh, kind of a, if they make it past this initial thing is kind of a refinement of the valve or something, which will make it any bugs it had in its right. system. Fixing, fixing the glitches in it right. could bring it to the forefront. Right. There have been a lot of, uh, of adjustable wrench kind of innovations. I'm making the finger. Thing, <laughs> the finger quotes. You know, I mean, everything from the auto wrench to which works, but you kind of question the need. Right. To like things like uh, uh, crescents. um slide type right you know where you push mm -hmm. the little slider up and down to open and close it and uh, i think it was i think it was Irwin that had the group that uh, essentially had settings for wrench sizes right like quarter you know it had a, a stop every eighth of an inch or something right or every millimeter or two millimeters or something and uh you know lots of 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 things that i'm not Totally, I, I made the fingers with innovation because, you know, it's not like it's the nuclear back scratcher or something, but it is some, they are interesting ideas. And I think that it's one of those tools where every, a lot of people believe that we haven't found the entire usefulness of the tool yet. And to a certain extent, I think they're correct. I agree. Uh, there are agree. applications that where I could see this particular, like the, the hydrokinetic wrench being very useful. Right. Uh, I agree. There are other applications. I don't think it'd be so very cool. Uh, it from from all accounts, it seems rather sluggish to adjust. Yeah, uh, and you have to ask yourself: Are you really seeing a significant advantage over the plain old simple adjustable wrench? Right, because now, you really have to before it's worth spending any money. Right, on. and some people I could see this happening, and and would be very excited about this either working or or a new model of or a new version sure, of this sure. being adjusted, but. Really, you know, like you said, you see a lot of these, and, and we have. I mean, over right. the last, you know, two or three years, we've seen quite a few adjustable Some more wrenches. than others seem to be uh, really purposeful. The uh, the Crescent Slider seems pretty popular. Right. And uh, yeah. I, I don't think that's just because it's another, quote-unquote, uh, adjustable wrench yeah, does right. not necessarily mark it as bad. I agree. But uh, it's this one looks pretty interesting. I, like I said, I haven't got my hands on one yet, but it, it's pretty cool. 
number two. <laughs> uh, this is, uh, we talked a little bit about this last week. How to build a custom oak bookcase. Well, uh, this came up again. Yeah, that uh, it came right back around. It, this one actually did pretty well. Um, we did, uh, uh, for those who didn't see it, there's a uh, uh, Instructable out on it as well. We posted that uh, with our, uh, our friends at Instructable, and, and they it seems to be doing good over there, too. Um, we've gotten a number of comments on... Uh, this is useful. This is cool. I can, and one of my favorite comments, and I've had it a couple times now, is this is sweet. I can mod this to use it how I need oh, it. Oh, yeah. That is a person who, who gets it. Yeah. And uh, and that's like, great. That is that is awesome to hear. Uh, you know, and, and of course, you get the, the whole range of everything. But uh, on the whole, it was pretty positive, and that's, that's good because I think you're going to see some more type of things and some more. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah some things that uh, kind of go a little further than this and, and uh, incorporate the same kind of stuff. So uh, exciting thing and, and hopefully seeing more of that. And would totally talk about it more if it wasn't for the fact that we talked about it two weeks before. So, right. So, uh, you know, there's that, uh, the other one, which is number one, number one, uh, we talked a little bit about too, uh, which is dancing with the router when I nearly took my <laughs> damn hand off. That's pretty funny. So bookcase was number two and you almost taking your hands off hand off, while making it was number one. Right. Uh, so That's uh, funny. That's, that's I find that humorous. <laughs> Seeing that you still do have your hand, and in fact, no damage was done to you or router. Yeah. I feel like then it's okay to go ahead and say, that's funny. And, yeah. and, and let, me, let me say something that uh, we probably need to go router over. Router Safety by Sean O'Hara. Yeah. I had a great router demonstration when I was probably <laughs> around 14, 15 years old. We had a, a shop assistant who, who was in there. This grizzled old dude. All right, come on, you idiots. Come in here. Look at this. You know, and uh, this is a router. I don't want to see you guys screwing around with this. And, <laughs> yeah, all right, now see this. This is what it does. And, you know, and he's just showing us because we were, you know, the idiots who love screwing around. And uh, I don't want to ever see you do this. He cranked it on, put his hand in front of it, and he was doing some demonstration, and then went rip. And took half his thumb off. Yep. And I'm like, and the funny thing, and this is the thing I, I always try and remember and trying to impress upon other people about routers, yes. is it happens in a heartbeat. Yeah. It just faster than you can see it. The first thing we noticed was that all of us were spattered with blood. We didn't see it happen. You barely heard it happen. He did it in mid-sentence, and it didn't hurt him yet. You yeah. know? Oh, yeah. Uh, you just... It's happened so fast, you have no clue. Even the guy who got his thumb halfway cut off didn't feel it right away. All right. And that's the really scary thing. And uh, when you're all looking around and everybody's like flecked with it, you're like, uh oh. Uh, yeah, it's one of those situations. I mean, if you think about it, a Dremel, which we went over a oh, little yeah. bit, is, is moving at 35,000 RPM. This thing is about half that speed, has a horsepower or two behind it. Yeah, a lot of mass. A lot of mass. It isn't going to stop for you. No, it's not even going to. And, and This thing's chewing through hardwood. Even a saw, even a table saw or something like that, you imagine is a more violent experience in, in terms of, of rending your, your body in pieces, you know, whereas... Right. Whereas this is spinning so fast that by the time you even it even occurs to you that it's happened, that that blade has passed through your body, you know, a hundred times. Right. You know, two hundred times. Right. And it's just it's absurd <laughs> to even think about. You know it's just that you up. You know it's just gone. It's just literally. And and we're we're. I don't mean to be gross, but this is this is the difference between you cut a piece off your thumb. And you smashed your thumb into 
thousands of tiny pieces. Right. It's just gone. Yeah. You know, literally. Um, this is what it's designed to do. Right. To wood. Yeah. To wood. Which, which is, is a lot harder than your Significantly <laughs> harder than you. Yeah. So uh, be careful. The The other thing is, um, uh, as far as safety goes, know where you're going. Know where it's going. Plan what's going to happen. Work along the, the surface that, you know, before you turn it on, make a pass without it turned on and find true. out where you're going to go, it's where you're going to stand, where people should be standing, where, you know, if something happens, where am I going to toss this thing? Yep. Uh, these are all important things to know and never, ever, ever put your hand near the router bit. It doesn't matter if there's a guard. I don't care what's there. Don't put yeah. your hand there. Yeah. You know, my That's little Colt advice. has two finger holes on either side of the, the bit housing. I'm never putting my fingers there. Never. I don't right. care what they say. Uh, so that's neither here nor there. But No, I'm with you. I mean, it's just one of those things that that type of caution um, seems not that important the 100, 200, 500 times you use it until the one time when something happens. And it's going to happen so fast that either you're prepared for it ahead of time and you might have a chance. Right. Or you just have no chance. Right. And you still may not end up with a chance, you know, but at least you've maximized all of the possibilities on your side. Exactly. And, uh, which you had done. And, and when this actually happened, you, you had a chance. This sounds more exciting than it probably was at the moment. You know right. I mean? It's like, what bang, it's on the floor. You're like, am I here? I'm all here. I don't, I'm not missing anything. Yep. Okay. Let's kick the plug out. And yeah. Let's go turn the it. router off. Okay. Is my router still usable? You know, in in the order of importance, you know, right, and uh, and then move on. Yeah, and uh, for those who uh, there are a bunch of people who asked what I was doing, you know, what could possibly happen? Well, I was routing a piece of trim on the bookcase, and right. uh, there was a very fine crack in a knot, which I did not see. It was in the middle of the wood, and uh, when it came in contact with it, I guess it either hung up or it hit just right. It kicked. And it kicked and kicked in hard and broke the spacer on the bit so that the bit now started digging into the wood. And when it caught the knot, it just stopped. And when it stops like that, there's transferred everything into everything else into the housing and everything. And it started it kicked towards me and I had both hands on it and threw it. And it bounced it off the other wall of the shop because <laughs> uh, this was, you know, uh, flashback to, you know, high school. Hell yeah. Get that thing away from me. And then look first to see if you have all your yep. appendages. Am I, am I out red anywhere? Nope. Okay, good. You know, let's go find out about the router. Uh, so that's kind of what happened. It was, it, it, uh, the spacer broke, it climbed and, and stuck. So yeah, that right. was bad. So, um, the, uh, the other thing is, with all this said, you shouldn't just be terrified of power tools. I, no, I saw a couple no. of people who were like, yeah, it's just why I never use them. And yeah, I think that's a mistake. Really, there's, it's just like any other tool, to tell you the truth. It's just like a hammer or a chisel or something like that. If you use it incorrectly and you don't pay attention to what you're doing, you can hurt yourself oh, with yeah. it. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I mean, you can, drive one th- you can drive a chisel through your foot you if know you're what? not careful. I, my dad used to have a great way a great saying about this, like in the, and it, with him, it came up. He was a, an air force instructor pilot as well as a machinist. And uh, later in his life, he was a machinist, but he, uh, uh, he, people used to talk about air travel being very dangerous and, you know, and the airplanes in the air and it's dangerous. And he's like, this person who says that gets in their car and drives 
60 miles an hour down a two-lane road separated by nothing more than a paint bit of paint on the road and a foot right by people going 60 miles an hour the other direction that's that's a if, combined 120 miles right, an hour if by these the way. cars <laughs> come in contact the people in them are dead yeah you know they're just dead you know and and yet they'll look and they'll trust that pain on the ground they'll trust that their knowledge and the people in the car's knowledge and all that will save them right mm-hmm to me, I, I think that's exactly what you're talking about here. It's like, look, yes, it is dangerous. Yes, there are things going to happen. Truth is, a lot of the things you do in life are dangerous. Right. And I, I think that maybe, you know, it is reasonable, and I'd say this with cars as well. Right. I think that if you are a person who has trouble concentrating, you're a person that, that multitasks to the point where you cannot single out a task and pay attention to it, then I would agree. I mean, that's a smart decision, saying I'm going to stay away from power tools, you know? Sure. And uh, put your car on that list, too. You know, I'm just saying, but like, you know, if you're a reasonably normal person and you and you take the proper precautions and you learn what's going on and you think when you do these things and you have a plan of action and you do things safely every time, as opposed to, you know, you don't give in to the urge to do something quickly uh, without the safety um, or without the proper preparation for it. Sure. You're going to be fine. And and the and if you're not, the risk to you is so small that it's within the range of many other bad things that could happen in your life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty much it. And and don't be afraid of them. Don't uh, respect them as always. But there's there's a lot of stuff you can do and a lot of things you can get done with them. So just keep that in mind and and have a good time. You know? There's some great links off of your post to and comments to some router safety. Right. Uh, sections which are really cool if you're getting started or you want to use one and and you're concerned rightfully so yes um i think that uh, there are a few things in a shop that you just see people do or not do uh number one if you don't have a push stick for your table saw you need to get one you need one yeah i mean if you don't have one you are setting yourself up yeah you need um, to have something. sean has been through two yep i mean already and and sean is not what you would call a prolific <laughs> woodworker i mean yeah you do a lot of work but i mean it's true you're not like uh you know i i would say a high-end hobbyist yeah you know when it comes to the amount of work you do um and you've been through two already mm-hmm. and i like how he has them hanging on the wall yep. um yeah push stick like busted in half and a chunk taken out of it and you're like yeah that would have been your hand that not my <laughs> finger <laughs> yeah that was a, a friend of mine was a cyclist in college and he had an accident on the bike you know, in a, in a race and, and he came across and went, uh, through a guardrail and down a little hill and he got up at the bottom. He's like, you know, I was wearing a helmet (laughs) and he went back up and he found it in two pieces split down the middle where he had hit the railing and, uh, it, the, the helmet did what it was supposed to do and protected him from it and split. Right. And, uh, that helmet he had for the longest time on his wall before he finally sent it back to the manufacturer because they requested it. And uh, he's like, this saved my life. It was. It was like, this was not my head. (laughs) And this is important to know. So, yeah, Sean has those up there. There are a lot of things like that. I think the router is underestimated by a lot of people, though. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And you need to. And I've got a little bitty Colt, you know, a little bitty trim router and not even not even the full plunge router. And it's still take your hand. Other stuff that I think are are dramatically under. uh, I don't know what the word is here, like. People underestimate mm-hmm. what they can, you know, the safety risks. Or I, I don't even want to say that because that's awful. But they underestimate what the tool could do to them if misused or mishandled. Yeah, the capability of badness. Yeah. yeah, 
top of my list that I see people just waving, waving around and not thinking about Dremel. Yeah. Uh, two things about the Dremel most people don't think about. Number one, it's spinning like a router. If you get your finger to it, it's gone. Yeah. Um, or you get it into your body or any other number of things, which are actually quite easy to do. Mm-hmm. Um, number number two is that uh, the the discs, especially, especially when you're using discs on them or, or grinding pieces that, that can shatter, it can fling the parts at 30, you know, moving at 35,000 RPM. I mean, that part has a lot of energy. Yeah. Or your body or anywhere. It's bad. I mean, you just have to think about that. Uh, Along the same lines, uh, high-speed angle grinders. Yeah. You know, they spin at 12,000 in a lot of cases. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to point out that if the disc comes apart, you need some armor. Uh I mean, if that thing comes apart, it's going to fly out at a very high velocity, bits of either stone or or metal or pieces of flap disc even um, can come out and and stick in you and and hurt you in a variety of ways. And let me tell you, that doesn't feel good. And oh, oh, by the way, it's hot. Yeah, usually. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, just something to think about. Hedge trimmers. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have seen people waving hedge trimmers while their kids played underneath them. Right. Uh, I've never understood that. I mean, to me, it's like a hundred little guillotines working at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never got how people don't cut their fingers off or their children's fingers or stuff like that. I mean, just be careful with it. Uh, small chainsaws, right? Just people think that just because it's it's not that big, it's a little bitty. Yeah, <laughs> it's not it, a logging chainsaw that it's not you know gonna, won't mess you up. Same thing. Yeah, I mean, if that thing is running and comes in contact with part of your body, you're not missing that part, right? So, you know, and, and people don't think about, they think, well, I'm not going to put my hand into it. You're like, no, but you could fall. Something could fall it on could you. kick or buck or do all oh, kinds God, of things. It just goes on the yeah. list. Absolutely. Go, go look on YouTube right now for chainsaw accidents. You will not. That's awful. You will not do miss that, everybody. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. We refuse to post them because yeah. it's just bad. We get a lot in email too. But yeah. Uh, it's just not good. Yeah. So don't do that. And I'm just saying there are a lot of tools that uh, people don't really think about a lot. So anyway. Yeah. It's uh so that was the top five. This week, uh, Sean came across a tool that I thought was kind of funny, and it, it sort of exemplifies an interesting breed of tool that we've seen recently, which is the gimmick. You know, it's sort of like, and and listen, we're, we're into the gimmicky thing as much as the next guy. It can be cool, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes you see stuff that you're just like, what the hell, you know? Um Always around Christmas, you see the big glut of them. But yeah, this mean, one was, what was it? And of course, this was Bob Vila's digital tape measure. Ah, uh, yes. You know, and, and it's this big chunk of a tape measure. I mean, first of all, it looks like it weighs, I don't know how much. It's huge. Man, it's a 25-foot tape with... You know, you know what I like it It's twice as big as a standard 25-foot tape. If you look like. at a regular motorcycle... And then you'll look at a gold wing. Ah, good point. 
That's a great description. This is what this this is what it happens. Looks, it is like the gold wing of and of of tapes. Yeah. And but the except cr- less functional. <laughs> well, yeah. And and that's the funny thing is I like the auto wrench. You know, everybody likes to point it as it, it as the ultimate gimmick. But to me, you know, the auto wrench actually does what it, it says. Does what it do. says it does. I am not a huge believer in the need for that particular task. But I'll tell you what, it does it. It does work. And and not yeah. only does it work, but but it it actually addresses something. Uh, it, I don't know how to say this. It addresses a real uh, a real need, even if it, I think maybe the need is too small for the solution. Yeah, it does address a need. You do need to close it, and indeed, it it is handy to close one handed. Right. Okay. So cool. Now, admittedly, I can close my standard, you know, Craftsman or Stanley wrench one handed too. You know, sure. and I don't really mind screwing the little thing for half a second to get it into place. Right. But where where this stuff really jumps the shark, so to say, speak, you know, is when you get to something like this tape measure. You know, you have, first of all, I mean, you pull the tape out and it reads in, uh, in uh, uh, standard fractions on the top of it digitally. Right. The problem is, is that you rarely, if ever, measure from the end of the tape to the actual edge of the tape measure. Yeah. You pull it out an extra foot, foot and a half, so you can get an actual measurement. So you can cram it in where you need it, and then you read a measurement off the tape. So, for example... Or fold it up somewhere. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's what I was about to say. Like, say, you know, measuring for a bookcase. You know, there was a bend in the wall. Well, I can't reach eight feet up easily, so instead I bend the tape up there and I read it, right? Right. Well, you can't do that with this. Well, you can, but it renders the whole huge whopping thing with batteries pointless, Right. right? Well, and the other, the other super cool feature is uh, it's got a voice recorder on it, so you can call measurements <laughs> out to it. I'm sorry. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> so you can call measurements out to it and have it play it back to you. <laughs> As, like, you're going to forget from the workbench to <laughs> the saw how, how much it was, and you need your tape measure to tell you what it what you told the tape measure. It's like playing telephone, you know? Carpenter's it's like, Log, Monday, January yeah, 12th. Exactly, Carpenter's Log. <laughs> Other contractors still make fun of me for my log. <laughs> <laughs> this, this will be the last entry of Carpenter's Log. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do, carry a tricorder with you? What are you... Holy crap, man. I'm like, I'm like, holy crap. Write it down. Uh, You're a carpenter. You don't have a pencil. Yeah. What is wrong? What? You didn't stop at Home Depot, paid 19 cents for, for a pencil, <laughs> a little notepad? Mark what you were measuring. You yeah. Know? You know, it's like, what's wrong? You can't. You're a carpenter. You can't do fractions. <laughs> what is or, or if you can, I mean, they make these great calculators these days. Because yeah. truthfully, reading the fractions on the tape, that's not the hard part. Yeah. Adding the complaints, I'll admit, you know, yeah, sometimes I have be, to stop and go, okay, how many is Especially that? if you got to add three or four of those that's suckers, right. you may that's be right. home. But they you make know? these great calculators. For that purpose, that'll allow you to put everything in and carry it around with you on the site. You know, it's fine, but uh, you don't really. (laughs) Holy crap, man! This thing is, and and of course, you watch the and it's and it's, and I'm not trying to pick on Bob Vila. All right, (laughs) yes, you are. All right, maybe a little. (laughs) Well, it's like. Except for the there's, vibe. Yeah, there's a there's a difference. I mean, like at the top end, you have somebody like 
like Norm Abrams. Right. Norm Abrams, you can say what you want about him. Norm can build his stuff. About the only thing you can really poke at Norm Abrams for is that a lot of times the things that he's doing are so complex that you'll never try them. Right. Or he's doing them in a shop you can never but afford. But you need those people, too, to be honest. I mean, right. you don't want all the projects you're seeing to be everything that you could do instantly. I mean, yeah. you want to you wanna see how that stuff works, too. Right. And, and that's good. And I can see the reason for that. On the other end of it, you have, like, Tim Taylor. Stuff, <laughs> stuff you should never do. You know, yeah. stuff that's not a good idea. And that is a fictional you, character. It is hard right. to remember sometimes that indeed. Right. You know, but it's but you need to remember this is not something you should be doing. I don't care if you thought it might work if when you did it, it's not a good plan. All right. There's a reason it was funny. All right. It's because you shouldn't be doing it. Uh, then somewhere in the middle, you have Bob Vila. Now, Bob Vila <laughs> is not a bad guy. It's just no. that. It's just that his name appears on some really crappy tools. And I think that's the thing. I mean, certainly we've seen some situations where I guess like and and we're admittedly we're using this this tool as an example of a genre. Right. You know, and and I would include in this genre, uh, quote unquote, women's tools. Yep. Where they take really crappy low end tools and paint make them, them pink, pink and yeah. put them in a in a package. I mean, just completely forgetting that women are extremely capable. And yes, there are differences, and yes, there it is possible to design tools that are are more female friendly. Yeah, but doing this is insulting but to them. Damn you know? straight. Like like somehow women just don't care about having quality power tools. You know, right. it's a joke. Of course they do. Yeah, you know, everybody does and should. You know, right and. I would I would put into this same category tools that solve problems that are not problems, right? You know, solve non-existent problems, mm-hmm. like uh, the auto tape, you right? Know, the, the, and and it was so funny because the auto wrench made a little sense, and then it was auto everything. We had the auto clamp, which we calculated I can't remember was like uh, fifteen or twenty cents or something it's per an, clamp. It's like a nickel a clamp. Yeah. So you're actually yeah. yeah, it was like some absurd number. You know, you're act, that it costs you to close this thing, <laughs> um, or or you're like. As we said back then, you can pay the neighbor kid to, you know, to right. do it and it's cheaper. Or, you know, the auto tape, which was really funny because uh, one of our friends got one for Christmas, you know, from a relative. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it ran the tape in and out for about two days and the battery went dead and then it's too heavy and it, and it sucks because you can't pull the tape out of it easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's pretty much junk at that point. Right. And then and then there's stuff that you see that looks very gimmicky and might even apply but kind of isn't like the gecko level. Yeah. You know, right. The, the picture right. hanging out that right. works. I've seen that work, you know, and <laughs> though, though I think we've already been through my objection to hanging pictures with a level. Yeah. Well, it's different when you have like three, eight year olds <laughs> doing it. All right. It's there's, there needs to be some kind of guideline and that's it. And it works fine. <laughs> yeah. Know? It should look straight, you know, and it's, it's the guideline. It, it works out good. Well, really what you do is not really for straight. It's for hanging pictures with multiple hooks. That's really what it's Okay, for. I'm with you on that. You know what I, I'm saying? I totally know because once you've decided where you want it, you've got to have some way to space out the rest of it. Right. And that's really, when you when I say picture hanging, that's what I'm talking about. But I have these miserable hooks. subway thing. posters. They're awesome, but they're huge. And they require four hooks. Uh-huh. This you know? would do that. Yeah. You know? That would be handy. And you I draw a straight those. line across them, and you put you mount where you're going to put your hooks, and that, that way in, you know, your nice. hooks are fine. Nice. And it works. Okay? this It looks gimmicky. It works. You know, yeah, yeah it's got right. a torpedo level in the middle of it. Just deal with it. Whatever, you know. You know? It's fine. Uh, but 
then you get to this this digital tape, you know, which which is probably not the best quality. Now I've read, I, I, I'm cheating a little cause I've read a lot even on the site where it's sold, uh, which is the home shopping network. Hey, there's uh, nothing wrong with the, with... which is fine. I mean, it's, it's just a different outlet, you know, but people there, yeah, the batteries arrived dead. You can't really change the batteries. Yeah. This thing's broken. Yeah. It doesn't work yet. Ouch. Already you're having quality control problems yeah. on top of the gimmick. That's tough. And you're having, and now, and then you know the the ultimate kind of sign and humiliation is you know it started out as twenty four or you know twenty four bucks and then it was nineteen and then you know it's <laughs> but like, wait yeah now it's down to four ninety nine so it goes okay. from wait 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 so it, it goes from Norm Abrams to Bob Vila to what's his name right to Tim yeah Tim Taylor no 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 to the the guy Billy Mays Billy Mays <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> to free to free yeah. Exactly. They include it with the next thing. <laughs> you know? Exactly. It's so harsh, and I, I hate to be harsh, but, you know, I, I, I think that there's just, and I guess I can understand, too, I suppose, if I were Bob Vila, and, and it's dump trucks, you know, dump, dump trucks, trucks full of cash, yeah. yeah. You know, for the Simpsons people out there. I think it's like, you know, yeah, I'd probably take the dump trucks full of cash, too, but when it comes down to it, I'm not buying the damn thing, and I'm certainly not going to recommend that any readers buy this thing. Right. Because it seems awfully pointless. Right. And I remember seeing it on the screen. You were looking at it. And I'm like, is that? You're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, wow. That's what you're you don't, looking at. You don't. You're like, yeah. <laughs> so. So, I, yeah, I mean, it, unless, like I said in the post, unless you have a wicked sense of humor and you want to get a laugh out of this and you, you, you probably don't need this. You know, I think probably the other funniest thing that I have seen in some time and you showed this to me and I almost lost it. Uh, was the uh, Amish, quote-unquote <laughs> Amish, fake fireplace. Oh, yeah, the heat surge, man. Now, you know, no no, no disrespect men at all to to uh, Amish woodworkers. Right. Um, actually, when I was up in upstate New York, I saw some, uh, some actual Amish-built furniture that was pretty cool. Yeah. You know, and it was, uh, th- there were some interesting, uh, you know, religious considerations in terms of how to power the equipment and, and uh, uh, certainly not to dump on any of, of the Amish religious beliefs at all. Uh, you know, but even some of the things I've read, and I'm not an expert, so, you know, correct me, anybody call in, correct me if I'm making a fool out of myself with this. But even things like in some cases where, you know, that, that my understanding is that the it's not about the electricity, it's about the convenience. You know, when things are, are too convenient, you forget how important they are and you forget what's important in your life. Right. And electricity falls into one of those categories. So, you know, I've, I've heard of situations where, <clears throat> where you had an Amish furniture factory where they needed powered saws. Uh, so they would carry the gasoline, you know, from they would run a gasoline generator and carry the gasoline from town and back so that it would bring the appropriate amount of, of work into it. Right. To, to remind you of the value of it and of yourself and, and of the people around you and all that sort of thing. So I respect that. Um, what I don't respect is this ad. Yeah. Because this ad to me was just like pissing on a lot of that. Yeah. You know? and, it's like, and really, I mean, everybody, uh, there were some comments there. Oh, this is so romanticizing the Amish. Well, not really at all, because this is how they are and what they believe. Now, the the part that I have a real big problem with. The part with, that's funny is yeah. the you buy the case and you get the heater for free. Yeah. That's funny, okay? Yeah, and and the whole thing about this this Amish in, involvement. Uh first of all, 
in the in the newest commercial, and and this is the one you and I saw. They have Amish building it in using power tools with electricity and lights and and all this kind of stuff in the background on hay bales. Okay. And yeah, then I delivering mean, them in horse-drawn carriages. Well, and and you know this kind but, of thing to some extent takes place, but but the thing that that just kills me is somehow I have trouble believing that that nighttime TV ads are really really fit into the Amish concept. Yeah. That's yeah. that's the thing that I have trouble with, and and this ad is doing nothing to mitigate those concerns. You know? Yeah, involving <laughs> the like, Amish is not going to get you there. And for from what I understand, the Amish, I don't, I can't think of of why an Amish would consent to. First of all, they don't even like most of them, uh, and there's some more liberal ordnungs, but they don't really even like having their pictures taken. Generally, I seriously doubt they would like well being you know, on, filmed on camera but- i imagine that that the problem with this is that when you think of amish furniture and the reason people are actually kind of into that in a way <clears throat> is that woodworking especially at the highest levels is sort of a uh, a painstaking task yeah and so you imagine that someone who believes that that believes in in working hard that believes in 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 the product including a large portion of work from the individual for it to be valuable that that belief would match up well with the concept of woodwork you know right so when you see amish furniture you think oh this is probably you know somebody who has put a lot of themselves into it and it's likely to be a good product right this sort of i think is bastardizing that a bit yeah, to say the least. And have you have you looked at one? Have you actually seen one? One of these heaters? Yeah. Hell no. What would I want with a heater? I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I didn't say wanted one. <laughs> I said, have you actually laid eyes on one? No. Have you? Yes. Wow. Uh, Where? I did the other day. It's uh, it's over. <laughs> the one I saw is over in Denton at a friend's house. Wow. And, okay. Uh, cool. You got it for Christmas. Nice. And uh, six hundred bucks. Wow. Yeah. That's that's a lot of money. It uh, it's the Chinese heater. You know, in, mm-hmm. in the middle, of, which is there's nothing really wrong with Chinese heaters. And, what does the cabinet and look this? like? Is it good? Um, yes, but in the way that, flat, that means no. In the way that flat pack building stuff can look good. Wow. Uh, it technically speaking was probably assembled by Amish people. Uh, however, I don't really know if looking at it if this was you know the handcrafted wow so you're saying this that, isn't even uh this isn't even like a crappy chinese heater smacked into uh, an a, awesome, a relatively inexpensive but well-built you know piece of 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 box it is well assembled and well fastened i don't think it was crafted by hand uh <laughs> none of the none of the uh uh wow Hallmarks are there. The ad turned me off enough. Well, number one, I have no practical use for anything along these lines. Uh, I have a fireplace in the house, and I have uh, central gas-powered central heat and air, so yeah. I'm okay. Uh, number two, the ad to me seems to be really using the crap out of uh, an, a reputation that is hard-earned mm-hmm. and uh, and was kind of being pissed on in that commercial, to, to, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, the commercial is cheesy as hell. The fake <laughs> yeah. fire is cheesy as hell. Yep. 
Uh, I'm a little scared of the heater inside, the Chinese heater inside of it. Um, oh, well, and here's the other thing. You know, they say, takes as much power as your coffee maker. All right, I looked. All right. My coffee maker sitting at home is 1,100 watts. All right. Now, you picture that's Now, making coffee takes what? Five, five, ten minutes? Something yeah, like that? 20, 30. You can leave it running for a while. Right. People do. Okay. Let's say you left this this sucker running for six hours. Right. Now it's a fifteen hundred watt heater. Okay. This is this is the the big reason to have one of these is you know the miracle is the saving you money thing. They're Uh-oh. basing yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah I'm yeah. starting to see the problem here. Oh yeah, it's right now they're basing this on you only want to heat one room of your house at a time, and you plug this sucker in and it less and it and it blows slightly less energy than central heating and air <laughs> and heats one room at a time and maybe and maybe more if you count my gas powered stuff right <laughs> exactly so <laughs> so uh there's some Ouch. flaws with the logic here uh it's it's not one of those you know ah yes it, it's all you know and if that was the only if it was only the the amish involvement that bothered me that would uh, that's one thing it's the fact that they're they're doing that on top of the, it saves you money. You know, look at all yeah, this money I mean, you're yeah, gonna save. Yeah, and the, you're like the Sunday, Sunday, Sunday kind yeah. of thing. Plus, plus the the uh, embarrassing kind of Amish involvement in it. Plus the fact that it looks like a piece of crap. I just, I, I was when you first showed it to me, I thought it was a joke. Yeah, I was like, you're kidding, right? And you're like, oh no, they sell these. I'm like, <laughs> a lot of them. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> You know, and take your six hundred dollars and put it somewhere where it's more, you know, likely to do you some good. Look, even if you want one of these, and and some people might, I could see what if you want to put this in a one room hunting lodge. Okay, fine. Yeah, wouldn't you just have a fireplace in your one room hunting lodge? Bill, well, maybe you don't. I, I don't know. I'm just saying. But I mean, you could have a fireplace. You have wood. Buy an electric great. heater. Build a damn mantle and grow a beard. All right, this is going to be <laughs> very just. This is going to be way more cheaper than than. You know, throwing down six hundred bucks for one of these suckers, and I've heard some stories about people uh, uh, having some issues and stuff like that. Now, we did have somebody who I think uh, said they represented the heat surge company. Uh, hey, go to this website; it'll explain everything. And it's you know those, those that's cool basic little PR things that say we're wonderful. But I was looking for some of the answers to the uh frequently asked uh bitch I, sessions i don't think you're gonna find that i think there. you might just depart on this this is one of those kind yeah. of i mean the only reason we even bring it up is that i kind of felt like the amish were getting a black eye out of this yeah and me i too. just i just sort of that bothers me i am not amish i certainly have no uh i Wish don't to be amish but you know with it but i do respect the concept of of religious freedom and i respect people i certainly respect the work you know right if you've ever actually seen oh, any yeah. real amish furniture it is beautiful stuff yeah. i'm not even kidding well like i said I, I it doesn't it didn't surprise me when you look at the the concept of the religious police lined up with the you know this particular task they really match up well yeah and uh, i guess that's why i you know i i kind of put it in this category. So this ended up being a rant about two things. You know? <laughs> Number one, come on, enough with the gimmick. Okay. You know, don't, don't, don't try to sell us an electronic, you know, nuclear back scratcher. Okay. Right. Just sell us a, you know, something that there's plenty of applications for technology in tools, even in hand tools where they'll do a lot of good. 
you know? Sure. You know, put some put some thought into that new tempering process. Put some thought into, you know, into a slightly different wrench design, you know? Or a mechanism for a tape measure that, that rolls faster or quieter or, or smoother. Or lasts you know, longer. Yeah, or whatever. is more visible. or I mean, all, It's something, you yeah. know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, anything. I mean, when we, we've, we've seen a lot from Stanley. I mean, they've been kind enough to kind of show us their tape facilities out in, uh, in New Britain. Mm-hmm. And... You know, it's one of these things where you, they're really trying. I mean, you may not even notice because you just buy it off the shelf. But, I mean, they're really putting some thought into make the make the tape, try different colors to make it more visible. Right. You know? How many times can this retract without a problem? Oh, yeah. You know? you know, what can we do to make this thing last a little longer to make it, you know. Yeah, what happens if you drop it? How does the, how does it break? How does Hell it fail? Yeah. You know, all put this your stuff thought is, yeah. into that. Okay. Don't don't put your thought into a quickie tack something on. We don't need another laser on it. We don't need, you know. Right. Right. Totally. Please. And and vote with your dollars for these things. You know, don't don't buy the ones that make no sense. Right. You know, and and don't be suckered. Yeah. I guess that's it. <laughs> yeah. and speaking of sucker, uh, yeah. you know. Speaking of sucker, just take a good look at the heat surge if you're really into it, <laughs> and, and move on. And so. move on. Yeah. <laughs> well, having uh, ranted plenty, I guess. Uh, did you uh, have anything else you wanted to add, Sean? Oh, I think I'm ranted out. I think we're good for this week. Awesome. Well, we'll see you next week.